Let it go. Let it go. Hola, pantalones. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just sing into our microphones. Woo! I'm your host, Jimmy Uthi, joined by my co-host, Holden Sutter. Frozen 2 is bad. <laughs> We've got a great show for you this week featuring our non-spoiler and spoiler reviews of Frozen 2 and The Mandalorian Episode 3. That too. Let's do it. That one movie podcast. Tomp. But first, Holden, we got to play the Toms. Whoa, I'm ready. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Toms is a rapid fire game in which we rate the news from this week in the world of entertainment based on a scale of three famous Toms, Broca. Bombadil and Bergeron. Broca is the highest rating, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Holden, let's get started. Are you ready? <laughs> I think so. You said you were ready already. I saw, and I am. We got a lot of Star Wars news. This week. Great. I think we got oh three pieces. God. But before we get there, Holden, we got a new Cats trailer. Yes, we did. We did get a new Cats trailer. James Corden is licking himself. So, what's new? Yeah. I hate James Corden. You hate James Corden? <laughs> Actually, okay. I don't. Ha- let me clarify. I don't hate him as a person, but I don't think he's funny. And I think it's really annoying when he just pops up in things. Because I just, I think he's just annoying. Are you talking about James Corden or me? <laughs> oh, oh, could go either way. Oh, You're both named that, James. Oh, we got that <laughs> playful back and forth on this podcast. <laughs> uh, the Cats trailer, Holden. Right, does this movie look any more tolerable to you? My no, parents it, are excited. Oh, no. Uh, no, it does not look any more tolerable, Jimmy. It looks really, really bad. But I'm trying to convince Jimmy that we have to review it for this podcast because I think it's going to be just a train wreck. I honestly wasn't as bothered by the the cats this time. It's like, it's uh, okay, I kind of agree, but at the same time, they're just like people. Like oh, That's uh, the way the musical is, though. But, like, just have them, okay, either just have them be like people or have them be in like costumes or something like don't or have them just be fully animated cats i don't know like don't have this weird hybrid i think the hybrid is actually the way to go i no <laughs> way better gas mileage uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's that wow. back and forth i have a prius jimmy <laughs> oh <laughs> wow you're one of those guys you're like brian griffin a family guy oh yeah is that right. a good show anymore nope probably it's not anymore I guess maybe there might but, be some good episodes, but yeah, it's just like this whole, it's very stylized, which I guess to its credit is cool, but I don't think it's going to work for the movie. My parents were like, boy, I bet Taylor Swift is going to win an Oscar for nope. her performance. I'm like, I hope not. I hope She's we don't probably going to be in like one scene. I hope we don't have to endure, <laughs> endure another Taylor Swift acceptance <laughs> speech. Uh, I'll give the new Cats trailer a Bergeron. I'm going to give it a Bombadil because it looks truly terrible. Truly detective. It is directed by the same guy who did Les Mis. I've never seen Les Mis, but a lot of people like it. So There you go. I don't know. Holding on to some better news. Half-Life Alex. Woo! 
VR game announced for PC VR platforms. Yes. That's like the vibe, the Rift, the Quest. The Rift S. The Rift S. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, hold it. It smells ones. in here. Did you just ripped S? <laughs> what? <laughs> hold it. You just ripped S. It smells bad in here. Oh, my God. That's We're going to ignore that one. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's clever. Any- <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Anyway. That's for those funny. Uh, no, it's not. That's hilarious. It's, it's about as funny as James Corden, all right? <laughs> anyway, um, so... <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't know, and so the people that aren't my friends and or family, uh, I love Half-Life. Half-Life is my favorite video game franchise. It's kind of what got me started into like the story-driven first-person shooters uh, genre. And ever since then, I've just been like, I, I've replayed each Half-Life game several times. I think they're just so much fun. Um, and there's the infamous Half-Life 3 thing where ha- Half-Life 2 Episode 2 ended on a cliffhanger. We've been waiting for a resolution to that. Um, and while we're not getting a continuation of that story, we are getting another chapter that's set in between Half-Life 1 and Half-Life 2. And I'm pretty excited because not only is it more Half-Life, but the game looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah. I'm kind of interested to see how the movement works because mm-hmm. it looks like you're not really on rails. I hope yeah. you're not. I'm hoping it's just like kind of a you move with the joystick kind of thing, you know? I hope so too. So for those of you who haven't played like more open VR games... So Skyrim, I think, is the best at this. I mean, you have several options, which I like. Um, you can, like, teleport. So you can, like, literally, like, kind of, like, imagine you're going to, like, throw something. You can just kind of, you see, like, the trajectory, and you can just, like, land yourself in a spot. Mm-hmm. That's one way you can do it. But you can also just, like, hold down a button, and you go that direction. You go the direction you're looking. Mm. And I find that in Skyrim VR to work really well. So I'm hoping it's something like that. Or with the joystick. Um, I hope it's not on rails because I just find that to be less immersive. Yeah. Yeah, I I would rather... Well, I think I would rather be on rails than teleport. I think teleport yeah, kind of takes really me like out teleport. of it. So order of what we would like. One, joystick movement. Second most, on rails. Three, teleport. So don't do that teleport one, Valve. Or we're watching you. Unless it's like real-life teleportation. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. I'd be all right with that. If you teleport all your cells, are you the same person when you end the other side? I don't know. The questions that we have. <laughs> anyway, I'm giving this uh, trailer and announcement a Brokaw. I, it's kind of controversial for Half-Life fans a little bit, but I'm like fully in. I'm just happy that Valve is using the IP again. Yeah, I'll give it a Brokaw as well. Holden, you said you're going to get an Oculus Quest now? I Yeah, I, I'm hoping to buy one i don't know if i'll get it right away but i want to get one and now then you'll let me play vader immortal on it yeah that's it comes really free nice. on it it does it, it or at least i don't know if it's i think it's a limited time offer so i probably won't get it in time but what is the point of this friendship then <laughs> uh daniel craig is officially done playing james bond to I the surprise this. of no one mm-hmm. i think because he was going to be done before he was like gonna be well, done before Spectre. What's this one? <laughs> what's no, no time, time to, to die? die? Yeah, he was like done two movies ago, and then yeah. he just kept coming back. They kept just roping him in. Brett Favre of James Bond. You that reference probably went over your head, old. Lost on me. Lost on me. Brett Far- Favre. <laughs> Brett Favre. Uh, yeah, I think. What is this? He's done five Bond movies now with no yeah, time to die. Yeah, yeah. 
Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre, and this one. No Time to Die. All right. Uh, I think he's been a pretty good Bond. Spectre's a terrible movie. Uh, I haven't I'm, seen it. It's not good. I don't like Quantum of Solace either, but I quite like Skyfall and Casino Royale. Quantum of Solace is the only one I haven't seen of his. I it's think pretty I've seen forgettable. And I just don't really remember the Bond movies that well. I do like Casino Royale. Casino Royale, Royale is like my favorite Bond I've movie. I've seen like the last three quarters of it on TV once. So you and just I really haven't seen it. the first part. Yeah. Kind of like Die Hard was for me a long time. Had never seen like the intro of Die Hard until I like sat down to watch That's it with movie. Emily last year. I'm like, I never realized I've never seen this beginning. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm going to give Daniel Craig a broca on being Bond for five yeah, films. Yeah, I will too. I'm hoping this one's good because Rami Malek is the bad guy and I like him. And then Idris Elba can finally be James Bond. About time. John Turturro of the Transformers. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. And uh, what's that? Uh, there's an HBO show he's on, too. He was in Barton Fink. Um, anyway, he will play the mobster Carmine no, Falcone no, in The Batman. Was, Say it again. That's Please just talk over me when I'm announcing the <laughs> I headline. I was only. thinking out loud. John Turturro will play the mobster Carmine Falcone in The Batman. Yeah, you that's may, right. I saw this. Yeah, you may remember this character from Batman Begins. When Bruce Wayne, younger Bruce Wayne, comes into like the underworld and he like sits in this booth, he's like, "You don't, you don't scare me." And then he's like, "I'll blow your brains out right here, right in front of this judge, huh?" That's or if, Carmine Falcone. Or if you've seen or read the Long Halloween uh, Batman comic, which is very, very good. He's a, he's one of the main players on that too. Yeah. So, what do you think of this casting? Yeah, John Turturro is a good actor when he's not in Transformers. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's he's in the the first one Bumblebee pees on him. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what a good movie! <laughs> what a great movie! I don't want to go back to that movie because I remember it being okay, and it's probably dude. Worse I than okay. loved it when it came out. Okay, I loved it when it came out. <laughs> I did too. Went to Hoover Dam, Megatron, not there. From what I can tell, that's what the government government wants us to believe. Exactly. This gets a broke off. Yeah, I'm giving it a broke. He he has his a uh, Big Lebowski spinoff movie coming out too. You hear about this? No. Yeah, it's you called about the this. G- you know about you this. Hear about this? Know about this? It's called the Jesus Rolls, and it's oh, about, yep, I've heard this. And it's uh, yeah, it's about his character. I don't really know what it's all about, but he got the Cohen brothers' blessing to do it. So, <laughs> and the popes. Yeah, that too. Wild. <laughs> got some just holy water just splashed <laughs> on him. Uh, speaking of Batman's former Batman's Ben Affleck, Affleck, Affleck. <laughs> is going to direct a film called King Leopold's Ghost. I'm excited about this, Holden. Uh, Collider describes the film as a story concerned with colonialism, African history, human rights violations, and the inspiring lengths people can go when they fight for what's right. The film, based on a nonfiction book of the same title by Adam Hochschild, will concern the horde legacy of Belgium's King Leopold II in the 1800s, this uh, the guy who wrote this book, Adam Hochschild, is a very oh. good historical author. Is King Leopold the one who like owned a country for himself or something, or owned part of Africa for himself? Yeah, the Congo. Okay, the Congo. Yeah, and it's this horrible history of. Okay, uh, one of my friends was actually telling me about this a few weeks ago, so I guess I didn't realize it was the same thing. I did read an excerpt of this book in high school. Um, I don't remember what I read in it, but I just read 
another of his books called bury the chains in one of my history classes and that's about like the abolition of the slave trade in in uh, britain interesting and he's a very good writer really interesting stories so i'm excited for this and it's ben affleck scorsese is on as a producer okay so do you know any stars attached uh i don't think so okay uh i'm gonna give it a bridger on I'm going to give it a broke out. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's, a, it's the next Argo, man. I haven't seen Argo. But. Argo's good. So I guess there's that. But he also made Live by Night, which was apparently not very good. So kind of neutralizes. On to Star Wars. Hold on. Uh, I know you no. are excited. Colin Trevorrow, the son will come uh, out. Trevorrow uh, revealed that the return of Emperor Palpatine was not in his version of episode nine talking with emperor empire not the emperor <laughs> talking, wow he's talking to him talking with <laughs> palpatine himself trevorrow said bringing back the emperor was an idea jj brought to the table when he came on board it's honestly something i never considered i commend him for it this was a tough story to unlock and he found the key interesting so at least he's not like, well, this story's not as good as my story. I would have been so much better if I stayed on. And he's actually getting a writing credit mm-hmm. on I it. I think I saw that. And it sounds like some of his ideas are manifested in the final Rise of Skywalker cut. So interesting. that's pretty interesting. Neat. He seems not bitter about it, which is like good for you. Yeah. And apparently he was talking a lot of the crew that's working on this movie is also working on Jurassic World 3. Dark Side of the Moon. (laughs) So (laughs) I am going to give this a Broca because he kind of indicates that the Emperor Return works in a way that's surprising. That's good. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll give it a Broca. It has me a little bit excited for it. Yeah, Star Wars excitement. No, no. I it's, it's it, you know what my excitement was nothing and this is like one notch above nothing so that's the only reason it's getting a broca <laughs> i was like are you have you gotten your tickets yet no i'm like you're gonna see it you're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> i might not <laughs> just not gonna see rise of skywalker jj abrams told entertainment weekly we had more reshoots on episode seven than this one referencing the rise of skywalker We had more story adjustments on Seven than this one. We didn't know if these characters would work, if the actors would be able to carry a Star Wars movie. There were a lot of things we didn't know on this. We knew who and what worked, and everyone is doing the best work I've ever seen anyone do. Interesting. So there was quite a hubbub over all the reshoots and script tweaks when it came to The Rise of Skywalker, but it sounds like it's nothing new. And That doesn't surprise me. If it's, I mean... I mean, seven had to kickstart it. I, uh, that makes more sense, though. Think of what you want about seven, but it is a very polished technical movie. Mm-hmm. So it surprises me that that had so many changes to it. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like it was a pretty unified vision from yeah beginning and, to end of that film. Well, it's not like they filmed this movie after or before eight came out. So any of the changes they wanted to make after the controversy of the Last Jedi, they just did in the writing process. All right, what is that one? What are you going to give this, Holden? A Bergeron, because I don't care. Broke on Star (laughs) Wars. Oh, yeah. Last piece of Star Wars Wars news, Holden. We're apparently getting a Star Wars movie in 2022, and a director has already been chosen by Lucasfilm, but we won't find out who that is until next year or what this movie is. What is it? 
I like how they say they're going to take a break, but then they just take like a year break. <laughs> like, good job. <laughs> good job, Disney. Uh, is it John Favreau, Dave Filoni, or Michelle Rayuan? I don't know how to pronounce her name. Rayuan? It's R E J W A N. She's Lucasfilm's senior vice president of live action development and production. Uh, those are some of the finalists. It's not going to be Kevin Feige because Kathleen Kennedy said that his movie is still a ways off. So Whose movie? Sorry. Kevin Feige. Oh, yeah. Okay. So would you be up for a John Favreau-directed Star John Favreau is Disney's slave, as we've made apparent before. Um, but Bi- he does Bob some pretty Iger's good work. Personal slave. Yeah, <laughs> Bob Iger's personal slave. He does some pretty good work. He's been doing the Mandalorian, and he did the Jungle Book, and Lion King was apparently not very good. But I won't attribute that to him. Uh yeah, I don't know. Sure, I'd see a John Favreau-directed Star Wars movie. Who who's your dream Star Wars director, Owen? We've talked about this. Have we? Maybe. Do I care? Do you care? <laughs> apparently not. I don't. Well, um. Mm, you know what? An Edgar Wright Star Wars movie would be pretty great. Hmm. I'd like to see comedic, like, weird. I mean, I'd like to see Edgar Wright do almost anything, but that'd be a good one. I'd be okay with that. Denis Villeneuve. Let's see it. Christopher yeah. Nolan. Oh, yeah. Bring him back. That'd be they, an interesting not Star just bring Wars him, movie. He, never, he was never here. Bring him back. <laughs> he died. <laughs> he did. Resurrecting him. Uh, I'm going to give it a broke guy. You know why? Because... That's why. I'm going to give it a on because Star Wars, for that very same reason. Holden, last piece of news. More Star Trek news. Okay. Not Star Wars. Noah Hawley of Fargo and Legion TV show fame is set to write and direct Star Trek 4. This is actually happening. Fourth installment of the 2009 J.J. Abrams reboot. Um, With Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto. Yep. And them, and that bunch. John Cho, what's his name? John Cho, and uh, British guy. Yeah, uh, Sean. No, no. What is his name? Oh my god, Sean of the Dead guy. (laughs) Oh my goodness, this is terrible. Anyway, you know, you know the guy we're talking about. That one, the guy who plays he plays Scotty. Scotty. Yeah, he's great. Oh, Carl Urban's in it too. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Holden? I'm excited for that. Yeah. I like Noah Hawley, except for his new movie that just came out is apparently bad. <laughs> that Lucy in the Sky. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was that A24 one? It, I don't know. With Natalie Portman. Apparently, it's not good. He directed it. But he has a good he has a good track record with like Fargo and Legion, which I haven't seen Legion, but everyone says it's really good, and Fargo's great. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'll give it a, bro- I'll give it a Broca. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a... But Broca as well. What are your feelings on uh, Star Trek Beyond? The third I one? like Star Trek. Tr- wait. The third one. Oh, yeah. Third one. I like Alba. Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. I like it. I didn't love it. I remember I remember liking it. I've only seen it the one time when I, I saw it in theaters. Too. I remember liking it. My favorite is Into Darkness. I know it's a controversial movie. Into it's Darkness the is best the best one. one. It's really good. Um. Oh, so we you didn't have it on your list, but and we forgot to talk about it last week. But let's mention Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, I'm glad you brought up some more Star Wars stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we we're gonna talk about it last week, but Holden just uh, dropped the ball. I completely on the forgot. I, no, I wanted to talk about it. So, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order just came out. Uh, it's a video game, by the way. This is video game news. Disclaimer: Neither Disclaimer. of us have played it. Neither of us have played it. 
Um, but it just came out, published by EA, everyone's favorite video game company, and uh, developed by Respawn, who made Titan, the Titanfall games and Apex Legends. Um, and so it's this like very, it's this like hack and slash, but kind of hack and slash in the way that like Dark Souls is. Um, it's this game, uh, third person adventure set in the Star Wars universe in between episode three and four. And it looks really good. Well, it, I mean, it looked okay before it came out, but upon release, all the reviews are really good, and all the gameplay I've seen is really good, so I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, it was weird, because the stuff that they showed at E3 didn't seem like it was very representative of the game. No. And then they like had some other reviewers or people in the industry look at it about a month ago before yeah. it released, and everybody's like, this is a completely different game than they've been marketing, and yeah. way better. And since then, it's picked up steam and now people are saying it's a legitimately very solid game i've been wondering if ea like wants this game to fail just so then they prove that like (laughs) the multiplayer games are the way to go like i I, no, i've like actually wondered this because like i don't don't, the marketing was not very i don't think the marketing was very high for this game it didn't seem like they were pushing it that hard up until like it came out and the reviews were glowing uh I think they want it. I think they'll just take money any way they can get it. I guess. I don't know. Because EA was so adamant of not doing, like, like single-player games anymore, and then they did this. I was just wondering if they were hoping to, like, prove themselves by doing this little experiment. Regardless, it looks like it's selling pretty well and is pretty popular with people, so. Put it on your Christmas list. I certainly have. Or your holiday list or whatever. I'm excited. Looks good. You look good. You too, bud. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's where we'll wrap up Tom's. I'll give that a Brokaw. I will give it a Brokaw as well. Yeah, we're capable of complimenting each other every <laughs> once in a while. Not very often. On to... Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. <laughs> Episode 3, The Mandalorian. It's called The Sin. The Sin... The Sin, not the original Sin, no Adam and Eve in here. This is going to be a spoiler review, because why are you listening to a non-spoiler review of the third episode? Yeah, what the heck? What are you doing? watch the episode and listen to this segment. Baby Yoda. You know what happened. Everybody knows about Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's cute. Adorable. He's a small bean. He's really cute. We should have mentioned this in Tom's, but they're going to like already have Baby Yoda merchandise by Christmas time. So, you know, I'm getting a Baby Yoda plushie. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm loving Baby Yoda. He continues to be one of the best parts of the show. Third episode, Holden. What stood out to you in this episode? Uh, I okay. I I might have liked this one more than the second episode a little bit. I don't know. I liked both. They were pretty on pretty even ground for me. Um, I just I thought I once like the action started happening on the second half of the episode. I thought it was just like amazing. It was so good. I li- and I mean I liked the stuff in the first half too, but mm-hmm. I think the action really stood out. I think it's a highlight the, of the show the in man- general. The Mandalorian. Mandalorians coming in that scene that or the, too. Or well, the, or the infiltration too I like the infiltration the best I think I like more that. than just a bunch of Mandos flying in which was good mm-hmm. I actually didn't see that coming I feel like I, I only did because I saw a spoiler oh, okay but um to me the most effective part of this episode do you think you can guess it for me 
no, just no. the most effective shot was when he's going to fly off after he's dropped off baby yoda and he reaches to like turn on like the thrusters and the ball joint is gone or the bulk the cap of that thing yeah. he reaches for it and it's not there oh that hit me man i didn't know i i didn't know that like that's what yoda grabbed at the beginning because you were watching this on your phone yeah okay yeah preface for this i watched this on my phone because our school's wi-fi like hates disney plus but only sometimes hates disney plus only usually hates disney yeah plus. and every time i tried to watch it on my tv or laptop this weekend i could not i could not get it to work and so i had to use data and watch it on my phone yeah i the i mobile hot spotted it my mobile hotspot wasn't working very well so nothing's yeah. working over there huh? yeah i guess not Stinks. Um, yeah, so that was a really effective moment for me. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so that was probably like the moment I'm going to remember the most from this, but still, uh, the infiltration was great. I loved the stealth. We don't really see a lot of that sort of dark. It was almost like a Batman yeah. thing. I liked him stabbing the stormtrooper through the chest. That was pretty good. That was pretty cool. Or melting that one guy. Yeah. Him <laughs> just like screaming on fire. Yeah. He had those bird things. What do they call them? Whistling. Whistling birds. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Those. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I. I loved I loved the comparisons to John Wick too. Yeah, I, and all the beat I, that's what I was thinking. I, I was thinking that exact same thing. I'm like, this is just John Wick. <laughs> like all of these, everyone in this town is in a, a, a bounty hunter for some reason, and they're all gonna go kill the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um. Again, the the flashbacks at the forge could have. I just. I don't. I didn't like it either. It just seems really cheesy. Mm-hmm. And just not doesn't seem to add anything. No, just like give us a flashback, like whatever. <laughs> just, just give us a normal flashback. It just flashback. seems really cheesy yeah. to me, especially that they did like the same thing. I'm like, are we gonna get another one of these <laughs> later on? I don't want to. He did get a pretty cool set of armor, though. He did. I liked it a lot. I like. I also like the comparisons that to video games. It is a very video game show. Like you go yeah. do the mission, come back, upgrade your armor, <laughs> get a new mission. It's like my armor's lost its integrity. He just as he lost his personal integrity. Wow. Wow. It's Look really at those deep. layers, <laughs> John Favreau, ladies and gentlemen. Good. Well done. Disney's slave. <laughs> I say that in a loving way because I love you, John Favreau. Just like the Mandalorian is a slave to the people who set the bounties, am I right? Mm -hmm. John Favreau, ladies For real. and gentlemen. John Favreau. Those layers. Uh, I do like the second episode a little bit better. I mean, I mean it, it's more of a filler episode. This episode's things happen. Very plot. Things change. Yeah. Um, so I'll give it that. Um, my enjoyment level, I just... I did. I mean, I I really like this episode mm -hmm. still. So I'm just trying to think other sequences in this. I know we haven't no. like seen the whole season yet, but I have a theory that Werner Herzog just filmed all of his scenes in one day because he just like has all of his scenes in that one chair. He's <laughs> just like, yes, I have my. You give me the kid. <laughs> Or whatever. I don't know what he says. He's like, you're a bounty hunter. You should have no need to know about what like, the kid is doing. I gave you, you took the commission and the bounty. He said something like that. Being, he's pretty, I like him as yeah. like a weird empire guy. But like, why would you just publicly portray yourself as the empire? 
I don't know. That seems like if you're trying to be really, you know, yeah. covert about it. Maybe Maybe you shouldn't s- just wear a giant <laughs> imperial medallion and have surround people yourself. in stormtroopers. Yeah, surround yourself with dirty stormtroopers. <laughs> that armor doesn't even do anything. No, it's just take off the armor. I mean, I guess they're all hot. clones. It looks pretty but... hot at that point. <laughs> at at that not Tatooine place. Take off your armor. Oh wait, maybe they can't take off their it's armor because the clones the clones of Mandalorians and they can't take off their armor. Not in here. Take off all my armor. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm glad I was making a, a good deep point and then you just ruined it. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, Yeah. So Carl Weathers. Yes. Yeah. He's kind of a dick. That I also like the whole when he's like, ah, I even got some that metal myself. And he puts it. I'm like, that's a good place to get shot and stay alive. <laughs> I actually didn't think of it. But as soon as he got shot, I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably what happened. Yeah. And then he like takes it out. I'm like, OK, <laughs> you could have just killed him, I think. I like they were not going to kill him. He's, he seems like too big of a character to kill off right away. Yeah. I mean, especially since we don't have that many, like, major characters. What did you think of Iron Man just flying up next to his ship? How did he catch up to him? He's I like, know. I better make a quick getaway and fly slower than a jetpack can. Yeah, right? I don't know. That was what I, that was weird. And then he's like, I got to get one of those. I did like that. He better get a jetpack. He better. Also, one of the Mandalorians the looked just like Boba Fett. Boba Fett. He had like the same color armor and he had a jetpack. I was like, that's Boba Fett, but it's probably not. It looked a lot well, like Boba him. Fett's in the Sarlacc bit. Maybe as far not. as we know. Hey, in the old canon, he climbed out. Yeah. Why was he in the canon? <laughs> ah, anything else? Or are you ready to give your review? Um. Oh, I did want to say I thought, I think the music stood out more to me in this episode. It seemed a lot more like John Williamsy at certain points. I, to me, it's this beautiful balance between John Williams, Star Wars, and mm. Westworld. I got a lot of West, like mm. boom. I guess uh, I guess from like those sounds, and I wouldn't say as on the whole, it gives me Westworld. Oh, vibes. it gives me Westworld vibes, man. I've seen both seasons of Westworld, Jimmy, and you haven't, so I think I'm better. I'm I'm, I'm better. Uh, that's <laughs> Westworld theme's really good. Um, yeah, I think that's a real me, Raymond Jawadi kind of vibe. You know what I'm saying? He did. The no music one understands to, that he except for the, us. He does the Game of Thrones and Westworld soundtrack, but not Mandalorian. Not Mandalorian. That's Ludwig Jorensen. Uh I'm gonna give this episode. Did we write the other two? Yeah, we did. I don't remember what I gave the other two. I gave the first one a 6.5. I think you gave it a 7.5. Maybe, maybe. I gave the second episode a 9.5, and I, I think you gave it a, a 9. 9. Okay, I'll probably give this one a 9 as well. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Yeah, I'm very excited for more of this show. Um, I like how they're sh- they're kind of shorter episodes, so it cuts out on filler. I'm just, digging it. It's, it. They don't seem super short. Though. No, I, they don't. I'm satisfied at the end of every episode. And yeah, I it's great. I'm pumped. I'm ready for pumped episode four, A New Hope. It'll be happening over Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah, they kind of have a weird release schedule, but okay. There we go. That's the Mandalorian. Holden, 
another Disney thing we saw was Frozen 2. We saw Frozen 2. <laughs> Give us a synopsis. We didn't see. Fro- we didn't. We didn't see Frozen 2. We saw Frozen 2 as well. Wow. <laughs> go uh, go give us a synopsis of this movie, Jimbo. Uh, so the synopsis, short and sweet, Elsa, the Snow Queen, and her sister Anna embark on an adventure far away from the kingdom of Arend- Arendelle. Uh, Arendelle? Arendelle. Arendelle. They are joined by friends Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven Holden. What do you want to talk about about this movie? All right. This movie is terrible. <laughs> I hate this movie. Quite a bit, and like the only—I'm not gonna give my rating right away. But the only reason why I'm not giving it like the lowest score is because some of it is like technically sufficient. The animation is very good, yeah, in my opinion. Animation is great. I mean, you got Disney funding it. Of course, it's gonna look good. I'm still—I I mentioned I think it was last episode. I'm still of the opinion that this 3D Disney animation is not my thing, and I would really like it to be more stylized than it is. But I can't deny that it's technically good. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad things. That's about all I have. Uh, okay. The cast, the I, voice I, cast yeah, I, is fine, I guess. They just don't have a ton to work with, in yeah. my opinion. I, I think uh, purely from an acting standpoint on the voice actors, I think they do a pretty good job uh, both singing and um, acting. You got Adina Manzel as Elsa, who's great. She's a great singer. Um, and, I mean, she's a good voice actress, too. Um, Kirsten Bell, or Kristen Bell, I, I can't remember which it is, but she's Anna. Um, the guy, the she's main character. Anna what? <laughs> <laughs> the main character from Mindhunter is Kristoff, and I can't remember what his Jonathan Groff, that's his name. He's a Broadway star, but he's also on Mindhunter. Um yeah, he's he's good. I, all the voice actors are good, um, and I think Josh Gad is good as Olaf. Even though I hate Olaf, we'll get into that in a bit. But um, yeah, you know, acting's good with what they have. Do you have anything else positive to say not, about this movie? Not really. Not. I don't think so. All right. Well, let's. A big thing about this movie is the music. Uh, how did you feel about the music? Okay, <laughs> I don't remember a single song from this movie. I can. <sighs> I feel like I have one song like almost in my head, but I can't quite remember it. And I'm not I mean I'm not gonna spoil which one it is. I don't wanna spoil the music for anyone, but um yeah. I I think all of the music is very forgettable. I thought like the whole the the trailer mu- the end trailer music where it's like na 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 hey na whatever, that sort of thing. I I thought a, it just <laughs> I was like, is this from a different Disney movie? I thought that w- it sounded like the b- intro to Lilo and Stitch. Something. I'm like gonna that. be honest. Like, but yeah, that's I what it sounded that was, like to I me. I thought that was good. I just didn't that's think right, it really yeah. fit this movie with the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Well, Lilo and Stitch has like another like uh, has like a traditional Hawaiian song, and I mean, I obviously I don't want to like lump in all these different like uh, tribes and stuff together, but it just kind of sounded, it gave me the same vibe as that song at the beginning of Lilo and Stitch. We'll get to the tribal stuff. Yeah. There's later. (laughs) Um, yeah. Music. I just, none of it really stood out to me at all. And if it did, it was just really cringeworthy. The, the, see, the issue isn't even that there's not like a let it go here. I mean, there's a couple songs that try to be let it go, but it's like the first frozen has a lot of like, catchy songs a lot of good songs in it um not even just let it go um but this one just doesn't have anything 
I think it's just a testament to the first Frozen. Which okay, so also disclaimer: we both like the first yeah, Frozen quite movie. a bit. Like I don't think either of us were particularly excited for the sequel, but we both enjoy the first mm -hmm. movie. So yeah, we're not like just haters of this franchise. No, no. I saw it before like all the hype came out about Frozen One, so I I my first impressions of Frozen before like it was oversaturated. I quite liked it, but like, I still like it. Seeing it like once in like a half, like it was on TV, I can remember like four of the songs just off the top of my yeah. head. For, after, you know, it's old. It's like a pretty old movie. Yeah, too. six years. I could not believe it's been six years since Frozen. And so, like, I think that's just a testament to how catchy those. Like, I didn't. I obviously didn't go home and listen to the Frozen soundtrack <laughs> as a you know teenager. I certainly didn't listen to the school. Frozen Two soundtrack. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Where is this? I cannot remember anything from it, and we just saw it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It's sad when a musical has no music, <laughs> no memorable music. Um, I mean, it was fine. It was there were there were maybe some bad things. I think there were a couple bad songs, but most of them were just like fine. Do you want to say like whose songs those were? Um. Christoph's song in it. Very not I'm not gonna spoil it. It's very bad and unnecessary. It's supposed to be funny, but it's like not no. funny. I don't think it enough. like it it doesn't try enough to be funny. I think it's like just I think it's trying to be funny and it's just not funny. I mean some Maybe. people in our theater thought it was funny. Yeah. That's another thing we should talk about is we saw this in a packed theater of, of kids. kids. And they were the funniest part. Yeah. Of yeah. the movie. <laughs> the times we laughed were just the kids laughing. It was either the kids laugh. It was either because the kids were laughing or because we were making fun of the movie. <laughs> uh, so we talked about the music, the writing. Oh. oh. The amount of forced conflict. There's so much. Like, every Most of the conflict in this movie is so unnecessary. Like, I, I think, like, the main cusp. I mean, I don't know if the plot itself is, like, a spoiler. I mean, I guess I didn't really know what it was about going in, so maybe I won't say. I feel like even that's a forced conflict that didn't even exist. Like, Kinda. need to exist. Like, people were just evil for not really any reason. I was more... Oh, well, I was... Yeah, I guess so. Like, and... I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of weird retconning in the movie, too, that I didn't really... Like, why was none of this none of this stuff that happened long ago mentioned in the first movie? <sighs> it so the writing, tons of force conflict. I think, especially between Anna and Elsa, Elsa yeah. and Anna and Kristoff was uh, terrible. Anna, okay, Anna and Elsa, it was it, it gradually got worse, but like. Anna and Kristoff right from the bat is just terrible. The way that they wrote that. First of all, Kristoff's plot in this movie is terrible and I hate he it. It's does so not boring. Do anything. Yeah, and so his whole conflict with Anna, which I won't spoil, but it, it's just like so poorly written and like it's just a lot of misunderstanding that would never happen in real life. This it just seems all over the place too in plot. Like there's these Things just don't seem to amount to anything or actually be that important. Yeah. Like, there's these, like, one of the elements of this movie is, like, nature. And yeah. there's, like, earth, wind, fire, and water. If you've ever seen Avatar The Last Airbender, it's, it's yeah. the same four elements. And 
it just like they're in it, but like I didn't quite understand what they were. Their, I mean, I guess they kind of said their motivation, but I'm like, yeah, they're really? the spirits of this forest that they're in. Uh, not really a spoiler, but yeah, there's like. I mean, you get a little bit of each of those elements in it, but at, a, at like, a third of the way in the movie, they just, like, drop it. It just doesn't matter anymore. They don't, like, care about the spirits, and the spirits don't play into the plot. Like, one of them, I think, is just there to be cute. Yeah. Like, I, what does it... And it's, it's there supposed to sell to be, merchandise. Well, and it's supposed to be, like, this sentient being, too, right? Yeah, like it doesn't look like it's them. a spirit. I do not understand that element of... the element <laughs> element <laughs> of the movie um I, there's a lot of like really obvious foreshadowing in the oh movie my goodness there's just like cringe inducing foreshadowing like as soon as you hear it you're like oh man this is gonna come into play later and yep beat by beat it happens um yeah i think the only thing that's not predictable about this movie is how bad it is <laughs> <laughs> it's just i didn't i i wasn't I was kind of expecting like a very mediocre movie, and this was worse. Yeah, exactly. I I could not believe it. Um, um, should I get into the big my biggest gripe with the movie? I think that should be a spoiler, right? Well, I mean, I'm just gonna allude to it. Okay, sure, sure. Um, I cannot. Okay, I thought so. There's some very obvious social commentary in this yeah. movie. If you ask me, on on how people have treated natives. Yes, basically, white people's relations with native tribal cultures yeah. and people, and it's very tone deaf and obvious. I think it is, and I cannot believe. After scouring, usually I don't look at reviews, but I was like, I noticed this, and I was like, I'm gonna look at reviews in this regard, so to better articulate this argument, because sure. I'm sure that critics are going to have specific examples of why this is so terrible mm -hmm. and i looked through the reviews and i could not believe that people did not point this out yeah i saw maybe i saw one review that kind of mentioned it and it was like the slate review i could not believe it was in not in any of the other reviews it, and i look astounding i was I, like it's so obvious to me and it's so off i okay once again, I guess I'll have to articulate this point better in spoilers, but it's one thing to make an obvious point, but they go farther than just the obvious point and make it, like, a bad point. And it's, like... Yeah. Because it, it, there, there's, like, one point in it, it's super obvious, and if they just you, ended it there, it's, it's fine. You know from the beginning yeah. they're going this way. Yeah, and if they just ended it there, fine, whatever. I wouldn't have had a huge issue with it, but it just it culminates with some other aspects that make it, like, tone deaf and bad. And if you've seen it and you don't know what we're talking about, we're going to dive into it in spoilers. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it is... I remarkably terrible i think yeah just how bad the social commentary is there and i think gender wise this is people have been putting this as like an empowering movie i i mean i guess i can see part of that argument but i think like i think the, it's empowering in the aspect that it's led by women characters but i don't think it's like they particularly do anything we haven't seen before and i just think their like character designs are like the very white like 
physically unattainable unattainable bodies with perfect voices yeah so i mean take that for what you will i mean like just in terms of like yeah yeah no i i get what you're saying okay yeah so i mean i just think that the social stuff is awful obviously i've said it multiple times Mm -hmm. uh do you want to bring up anything else before we get into spoilers and give our ratings um Oh, I I do want to say I think um, Olaf is pretty remarkably bad in this movie. I was just about to bring that up. Uh, I mean, if you didn't like Olaf in the first movie, you're definitely not going to like him here. Even Jimmy, who liked his song in the first movie, which, I mean, the song in the first movie is okay, but I... He, even Jimmy doesn't like Olaf and it's not he's not funny every time he would like say something or do something stupid we'd turn to each other and just be like classic Olaf <laughs> and we'd get a bigger laugh out of that comment than we would whatever <laughs> Olaf did on screen I think he has like two funny lines in the whole maybe thing. like some of his lines out are of like, like 20 which is has, not a good hit rate it's kind of weird because like this character who's supposed to be the funny sidekick character has a lot of like the adult jokes i guess but he doesn't deliver them in a funny way like i thought it kind of worked at the beginning and then the more they leaned into it i was like this doesn't this is just really obnoxious now yeah but i don't know I thought Sven was uh, pretty funny again. I mean, I mean for he doesn't like, really do a lot. No, a lot, of, a lot of characters don't really <laughs> do a lot. There's a lot of meandering plot, weird thing, contradictory themes. It's bad. Holden, are you ready to give your rating? I am. What is that? I'm giving Frozen Two a three out of ten. I'm giving Frozen Two a four out of ten. Ooh, just because the animation is good. That's the only reason I'm giving it a three. Man, you're you're too forgiving, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So yeah, wow. This it, this is definitely one of the worst movies I've seen this year. Yeah, it is. Surprisingly, yeah, honestly, up there with the the pet cemeteries and the velvet buzz saws. Hobbs and Shaw. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. I liked Hobbs and Shaw better than this movie. Oh. At least Hobbs and Shaw was dumb but knew it. I guess. I would rather see Hobbs and Shaw again. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I'll, give this a, I'll give this a 3.9 out of 10. <laughs> just, so just so Hobbs and Shaw is a tenth of a point higher. <laughs> All right, Alden. Let's get on the spoilers, huh? Okay. Okay. So let's let's run through this social commentary thing so we can get it all out there. Um, I, okay. So I, I just want to start. Um, so uh, if you've seen this movie, you know, if not, I'll explain it a little bit. The, the, the cusp of this movie or like the background in this movie is that long ago there was these kingdom or the kingdom of Arendelle kind of went to this mystical forest where this tribe of native people lived. North Aldra. North. I could not remember. So I just remembered it now. Okay. North, the North Aldra people lived and they were like, they were having a good time, you know, being, having good dealings and whatnot. They, the, uh, Arendellians built them a dam, um, as a gift, as a gift. And it was um, kind of like this Thanksgiving esque peace gathering. They were having in yeah. celebration of this damn gift the gracious white people did for the native people. Um, Before I rip this to shreds so much, I will give Disney credit for uh, consulting. So the the tribal group in this 
at least aesthetically, is based on, I believe it's the Samari people. It's the indigenous tribe of Norway, the indigenous people of Norway. And they did consult them to make sure that it was culturally appropriate Which in the way good. they were representing them. Um, that uh, is all the nice things I have to say yeah. about <laughs> I actually didn't that. even know that, so that's one nice I thing. I did see that in a... I did see that in a review. So this the movie um very obviously it, like well you you know at the beginning that their relations turned to shit and you're not really sure why. Well they well, said the the native people the North Aldrins starting attacking yeah, us. Which, which you're like yeah the <laughs> like, native people started attacking the white people. Yeah that's sure. definitely how the story <laughs> went and we didn't see it on screen. That's just how they retold it. And so we're we're uh <laughs> we're sitting there the whole time. We're, we did, we didn't discuss it while, during the movie, but both, we both knew. We both knew. It, like, if you revealed didn't, late if you in were the movie, over the age of fifteen and didn't know, revealed, man. it's revealed late in the movie that the uh, the white Arendellians um, were the ones who betrayed the natives and tried to kill them because they didn't trust them because they used magic. Yeah, which first of all doesn't make any sense. So I was like, what? The tribal. <laughs> leader was like hey man he's talking to their grandfather he's like hey man also not his grandfather turns out this dam is actually screwing us over which is on the nose because literally several dams in the united states have physically i mean it has screwed over native populations in terms of where they've been placed and how that affects native communities so very on the nose. I, I could not believe critics did not pick that up. So what I want to say about this, and I'm, I I said I was going to rearticulate this, is if they had left it at this point, fine. Yeah. Whatever. Like, you're pointing it's, out the obvious. Yeah. It's like we get it. What White people are have been terrible in the past. We know that. And, it, yeah, it's a good thing to remember. But it's not, like, any. it's not saying anything like we don't know essentially um but it takes they take it farther and oh make it worse gosh. um because two in two very explicit ways yeah so it's it's revealed that anna and elsa's mom is full-blown f- native yeah full-blown native even though she was explicitly designed in the first movie to just be a white person <laughs> Um, and, and, and she and, looked pretty white in the flashbacks yeah, too. It's not, and, she didn't like, she didn't like have, I mean, I obviously race doesn't always uh, show or whatever. And I don't want to imply that, but like she, if you're look, full blown native, yeah, like, you would think you would all look the rest, like the other people. She in was tribe. born in the tribe and the tribe, the tribe, dry pool people definitely had a certain look about them and she looked nothing like them. And then Anna well, and she Elsa. She looked like them in the. When she was young. She was young. But she then did. when she grew up, she just looked white. <laughs> like, what? And then Anna and Elsa are, like, the whitest people <laughs> on Earth. And then they, there's literally a point in the movie where they're like, we are half Northaldrin. And it's like a we've stopped a racism moment in oh the movie. Oh, my gosh. It is, like, the person who picks up their uh, 23andMe, Ancestry.com mm. test results and finds out they're, like, 12% you know native american yeah and they're like oh my gosh and like but they're like ha- it's like oh wow like i'm so enlightened so now despicable. that i'm yeah it is they, just 
the most tone deaf thing and they don't embrace the they don't just like oh i'm gonna like learn about my culture now no it's I'm going to be the white savior of the native people yeah. and I'm going to solve all their problems. After like the halfway point in the movie, the native people do absolutely nothing for the plot and the whole plot is resolved, including saving the native people by white people. By white people. It's not the native people being empowered to solve their own problems. Yeah. It's <laughs> I was I told Olden this before we did the review. Like literally the only thing native people do to advance the plot in this, I mean other than the mom saving yeah, her dad, yeah. is the the one guy who's like Kristoff's native like a counterpart. Counter, he kind of has like a counterpart in the in the yeah, tribe. Screws up his relationship with Anna by having him do this proposal thing. Like that is the only contribution yeah. of the native people in this movie. I, absolutely nothing else. I'm like, oh man, just <laughs> so bad. I cannot believe critics did not tear this to shreds. Yeah. It's these are Anna and Elsa are two characters that were written being fully white. There's no way that they when the first movie came out that they're like, oh, they're half native people. And, the, and then on top of this, I almost forgot about this. The 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 general is a black guy and he's like, Oh, is this one lady still in the village? And then at the end of the movie, they reunite. And, of course, it's the one other black person yeah. in all of Arendelle. <laughs> Literally, the two black people that live in Arendelle are together. I'm like, <laughs> like obviously, what? there's nothing wrong with that. No. But it's just kind of just like, oh, a black person goes with black person. Like, wow. <laughs> like, those are the only like two black people in Arendelle. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Yikes. Oh my god. That was just like insult to injury. Yeah, right. <laughs> Man. Such a bad movie. And then what was up with the whole part where they go to the ship and then they like find out their parents are dead? <laughs> yeah, right? They that doesn't kind of, have any I mean they kind of think that they're I guess they maybe found out that they Well, they already knew that they were trying to uncover like things about Elsa before, right? Yeah, it didn't or reveal the, anything. There's, like, a few things in this movie that are absolutely just, like, pointless to the overall plot, like that. They just go to that ship for, like, five minutes, and it's, like, that didn't need to be there. Olaf dies for, like, all of 15 minutes. Yeah. The best 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> Olaf's funny parts, when he's recounting the story, and he's, like, her parents, are, their parents died. Yeah, that was pretty but, funny. And the line about turtles farting. Are breathing through their butts, but I already knew that as a I fun didn't, fact. I didn't think that was that funny. I thought it was pretty funny. Whatever. But I already knew it, so. Um, yeah, so Kristoff and Anna's... Well, let's talk about Anna's conflicts with everybody, because yeah. there's a lot for Yikes. no reason. Kristoff and Anna's conflict is terrible. It's the worst. I think it's worse than Anna and Elsa's, even though theirs is annoying, too. But Kristoff's literally literal only plot and like character thing in this movie is that he wants to propose to Anna, which is fine, whatever. He's just this B plot character essentially, um, and like whenever he tries to work up the nerve to like propose to Anna, Anna's just like paranoid and like anxious. She's super like super insecure. Yeah, really insecure about every. And so like he's like, I mean, he's really, nervous. Really whatever. empowering for. 
for women. Yeah. She's just <laughs> super insecure about her relationship. And I mean, Kristoff is this like bumbling idiot who's also annoying because he just like can't muster out the words. And also picks just the worst situations. Yeah. Like there, there's so many other better scenarios in this movie where he could propose and then he just does it at the worst times. It's it's so annoying. And then she's like, and then Anna's like, oh, you don't, you don't love me or like what? I'm not good enough for you. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> what? And then Anna and Elsa. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This was annoying. Theirs was annoying largely out of just repetition. Repetition. They kept over. like recycling the same conflict over and over again in this movie. Had, they the had to have them. that discussion at least four times. Yeah. Of like, uh, so they I need we need to do this together. She's like, on, no, I'm doing this alone. Anna's always like yeah, Anna's always like, you said we'd do this together, like after the events of the first movie. She doesn't say that specifically, <laughs> but essentially she's like, we're gonna do this all together from now on. Um and fine, whatever. I expected that kind of conflict in this movie. But they say it like four different times, and it's like the same thing every single time. They don't do anything we get different. It. Yeah, we get and it. Like, in an hour and 40-minute movie, it's like we didn't forget. No. <laughs> and then they, she goes off on her own anyway, and it works out. Yeah. Like, I, granted, she gets herself frozen uh, <laughs> they I say the it. word frozen they in the literally movie. are like that. and it's like a it's like a she says the word frozen look at camera she didn't yeah. really but <laughs> it would very much felt like that yeah though. um but like she went off her on her own anna went off by their, on her own they got the job done by themselves and also if anna goes with her she literally like goes across the ocean yeah how does how is how am i gonna do that and then she's like building these ice structures i'm like Anna wouldn't be able to do any of this. Yeah. If you you'd get to the beach and die, Anna... she'd just be stranded on this island and she'd die. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the rock people. What the heck are those things? Are the are okay, the, the spirits the giants? Yeah. Oh yeah. They I think they must be the earth spirits? Well they are, but yeah. like okay. what are their apparent but like the forces of nature or whatever were wanted them to reconcile with the North Aldrin people, but then the rock people just tried to kill them the whole time. So yeah, the fire the, spirit was literally a lizard. Yeah, You're telling that me was that just, was like going to be a smart thing. I could understand the stallion, the water. Yeah, that's fine. That was probably even, the best one. Even the wind gale. tornado thing. Yeah, or the gale. Yeah, I could buy that, but the lizard. It's just and there the to sell merchandise. People who try to kill them. Yeah. Like, why are they obstacles if they're trying to... I don't know. And she's the fifth spirit. Who could have guessed that? Yeah, I was like, man, they're going to try to find the fifth spirit. What could it poss- What could this spirit possibly be? Oh, it's ice. Wow, what a, <laughs> what a big surprise. <laughs> oh, man. Um, also, ice being the fifth spirit is really dumb because it's part of water, so... That's stupid. <laughs> um, well, we can go into depth a little bit more about the music, I guess. Um, so the song that I think was okay was the Into the Unknown one. Yeah, that one was okay. But even I still like can't hum. Like I don't I can't remember think it. Of the the tune at all. Yeah, pa- uh, Panic at the Disco did a cover uh, during the credits. It was a pretty entertaining cover of it. Um. But that was kind of like the Let It Go song, I think, of the movie. Um, the rest of the music, I I can, like, remember a couple of them. 
but I can't hum of them or anything. I don't. I can't think of any of the tunes. Yeah. We just saw it yesterday. There's like the lullaby one, which I don't really remember. I know. They sing it a couple times, but even even with repetition, I didn't remember. Oh, yeah, it. that's right. Yeah. Um, There's the really dumb Kristoff one. Oh, man. It's like a stupid music video, and it's so unfunny and just... Jeez. Oh, my God. Um... God, what else is there? I think there's another Elsa one when she gets out to the ice, the island or whatever. Which is just like the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for like Superman to okay. just be like, whoa, whoa, you gotta I knock, saw, man. I saw this review and I was like, oh my God. It, I don't know. I don't know what publication it was from, but they compared this movie and that sequence to the movie Under the Skin. Which have you heard that scene? That movie is like supposed to be really good. I've seen like the first 20 minutes, so I'm not going to consider myself an expert. But I know the sequence that they're comparing it to, and that's like insulting under the skin because that movie is beautiful. And like, (laughs) I really want to watch more of it. It's like a very, very smart movie. And comparing Frozen 2 to it is just an insult to under the skin. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Anything else to. Um, rip apart. God, I want to rip apart more. I'm trying to think. The trolls are in it for no reason. The little rock trolls, you know? Yeah. What are they? They're just like. The, I don't see a future. Yes. <laughs> That's not good when I don't see a future. Well, no shit. It's like it's me not when I good. look into a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I don't. I really don't know what else. The ret- I mean, just the retconning of the parents and, like, their heritage and everything is just so bad. They should not have made this movie. No. Or if they... I, I get making a sequel to Frozen, but how could you just, like, get it this bad? Like, like how just, did they think this was the idea that would... Why did they do something in the past to bring to the present? Why didn't they just say something else happened in the present? Yeah. There'd be no reason for them to not just like have something else like there's magic in this world there's plenty you could do yeah there's no villain so there's no driving antagonist (laughs) which i think that i think that's also to its detriment there's no like driving force working against them i don't necessarily dislike the absence of a villain but there was no i didn't think they're human versus nature I don't think it worked very well. Conflict was interesting. No. It was more just like forced interconflict that they yeah. had. Intraconflict between themselves. Yeah. I agree. I if if they had done it better, it wouldn't have really mattered, but it's kind of seems weird that a Disney movie doesn't have a villain. <laughs> yeah. All right, are we done? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, Frozen 2. Yeah. We were pretty cold a... towards an <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's a good one. Holden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? What am I doing, Jimmy? I've, uh... Doing some, I was doing some cool things this week. Got some good things going. Last night to cleanse my palate of Frozen 2. Um, it wasn't actually a way to cleanse my palate, but it turns out it did a little bit. I watched the live-action Lady and the Tramp on Disney Plus um, with my girlfriend. And 
it was very cute. Um, I watched the original with her in like February. I think I hadn't seen it before then, or at least I hadn't remembered seeing it before then. Um, and this live action, it was very cute. I thought the animations on the animals looked at least facially more like expressive than like the Lion King. So it like gave them a little bit more character. I didn't necessarily, necessarily think the CGI was overall better because Lion King had a bigger budget. Um, but the characters were very endearing. It was very cute. They changed up some plot things in it that I thought made it a little bit more interesting than like the Lion King, which is just the exact same movie. Um, but yeah, very. It's it's on Disney Plus. So if you have it, I recommend watching it if you like the original. If you're not at non-schools campus, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Yeah, like the one window of opportunity I have last night, I watched that instead of the Mandalorian. What was I doing? Rookie mistake. <laughs> Nah, good. It was a pretty solid movie. Um, then what else have I done? I've been watching a lot more Justified because I had kind of fallen off that a little bit, but I'm back on it. Very good show. Um, South Park as always, and I'll probably keep saying that until the day I die. Um, might be sooner than you think. Might be. Might Hopefully be. not. <laughs> I would hope not. I would need a new co-host. I would suck finding that replacement. Yeah. Um, I've been okay. So I just finished the third Metroid Prime game, so I'm done with all three of them. Very, very good games. I'm glad I finished them. I'm kind of sad that I'm done with them because now I'm probably not going to play another one until the fourth one comes out. Um, but very, very fun. I started <laughs> just for fun. I started replaying the uh, the adventure mode in uh, this in Smash Bros. Brawl. Did you ever play that, Jimmy? Oh yeah, <laughs> I just started playing that again, and it's pretty. It's pretty nostalgic. I mean, it's like it's pretty simple, and I mean, like, it's it's just a fun time. I kind of wish they had that kind of campaign, and then like the subsequent Smash games, because um, I remember replaying that several times as a kid. Um, I don't think I ever finished it. Really, to be honest, it's pretty long. It's a pretty lengthy uh, campaign for the game. A lot of people hate on Smash Bros. Brawl, but I quite like it. I was like. I mean, I guess it did play Melee first, but Brawl was, like, the one I had. Yeah. Know? It was the first one I played, and I guess, I mean, I after having played Ultimate for a while, I can understand the complaint that the character movement in it, it, it is very slow. Brawl movement is slow, but it's still a fun More game. like Drawl. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I can't really think of anything else. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a busy week beyond those things. So, what about you, Jimmy? I bought Beat Saber last night. Oh, you did? And it is going to be. Oh, what? Well, should I preface this with what we did on Friday night? Did that, did that drive you to buy Beat Saber? Uh, I think it did. Okay. Um. So, Friday night, we went out to a birthday party um, of one of our friends. And uh, her boyfriend brought out a Wii and Guitar Hero, and me and Jimmy played Guitar Hero for like two hours. <laughs> and we, we, I mean, I had played Guitar Hero before, but I kept for I like had forgotten how much I liked it. And Jimmy hadn't really ever played it before. I had played it, but when I was younger, I wasn't very good at it. And I, I don't know, it would just it never connected to me. Okay, but. I, I don't know. I think I just got more involved in music since then. Yeah. And so 
playing it was just really fun and it's it very it's a very satisfying game to play and especially like when you get re- going like i'm not very good i have to play on like medium on guitar I beat holden on one of the songs i beat him on all the other songs <laughs> <laughs> but uh i have to play like on medium on it which you know it's not that challenging but no, I, once you I get beat like, you twice two or three times okay i won more yeah you did <laughs> but um uh yeah, it's just like it's once you get like a run going, if you get like the kind of the repetitive rhythm down or even if you get a guitar solo lick down, it's very just satisfying to do. It gives you a lot of dopamine in your brain. Jimmy. Dopamine. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I kind of did look at to see if any Guitar Hero like accessories were available at a used GameStop, a local used GameStop. But uh, no, there really wasn't anything. No. So I was like, well, maybe I'll get Beat Saber. You know, my my relatives, you know, we're going to be hanging out over Thanksgiving. I'm like, this would be a fun game to mm-hmm. have. Um, so I got it. I got it like 12, like midnight basically last night. And I stayed up playing it until 2. And nice. I probably played another hour of it today. And I, it is a good workout. Oh, my yeah, gosh. I, it looks like I it. I looked time. it up because I was like, man, I'm like, I was like, like I played it for two hours, so I was like, I was sweating like yeah. crazy. I'm like, man, this must be good work. I looked it up. It's the equivalent of playing tennis. Really? Yeah. Uh, like that is it. And then I also discovered like there was this guy who does like who was like uh, had been in a couple of car accidents. He posted this all on Reddit, and he has like this whole YouTube workout channel thing. He had been in a couple of accidents gained a ton of weight he was like a 470 pounds i mean he was huge and he was very depressed and then he got beat saber started playing it just got super into it just having so much fun he played for like 30 minutes to an hour every day yeah and he he lost 120 pounds in two months are you kidding playing beat saber well that's a that's one way of losing weight there you go and i was and i checked today i was playing it um, and after I got done playing, I checked my heart rate and I was at 160, Jesus. which is like running. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. And I like, I was just, I didn't, be, I mean, I felt it when I was towards the end, but I was like, I was just having so much fun. I'm like, this is my new, this is my new cardio, man. <laughs> so I'll let you know, man, Beat Saber, uh, workout. I'll let you know if the if it works. I'm gonna have to come over and play that because I've I've never been able to play it. You haven't played Beat Saber? No. Oh man, it's so fun. No, because when I when I did like VR for my job, that since that game costs like twenty dollars, I it's never had it. Thirty bucks, man. Thirty bucks. Yeah. Okay. I think you can get it for like fifteen bucks on PC, but it has never. I don't think it has gone on sale once. So you bought it full price. I had a gift card. Okay. And I got it with the Imagine Dragon sound pack because my parents really like them, and I'm like, I want them to be like hey video games are cool how many like dlc sound packs are there there's quite a bit um there it comes with about 25 songs i think just without Can't them you download stuff you can on pc you cannot oh. on playstation but that th- with that in mind there are five levels of difficulty to every song mm-hmm. and there are different sort of modifiers you can do with it how many songs do the sound packs come with i think it's 10 12 oh, wow. 10 i think yeah i mean i think it's enough content to keep me busy um apparently the best workouts though are like the the hard like the hard kind yeah, of is like the sweet sense. spot because like when you get to expert and expert plus 
some of the harder songs it's just like all in your wrist because it's just going so fast mm-hmm. and then they also recommend like really like just like getting like dancing to it yeah. i was kind of like i felt like a jedi i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i just was like i felt like it felt like slicing through battle droids in the uh, it's it looks very satisfying it's yeah and it's to the beat and everything I, it was so fun. I had so much fun. Nice. Are the yeah, songs that try. it comes with like actual songs or are they made They're for the... original, I believe. Oh, really? A okay. lot of it is... And I mean, it's like a lot of EDM oh, okay. stuff. Yeah. I mean... As I would expect. It's not stuff I think I would listen to, but like just playing the game, it's just so satisfying that I think you could pretty much do anything. Yeah. And have it be fun. Uh, so yeah, Beat so Saber, this, man. this episode is sponsored by Beat Saber. Sponsored by Beat Saber. Proud sponsor. <laughs> Um, Not really. We don't want to get in trouble for no. saying that. <laughs> they don't want anything to do with us. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been doing. Really? Yeah. Right. Oh, I guess I've been watching some. Then you're gonna call me a nerd again. There's this show on Netflix called Oliver Stone's American History Untold. Uh. Untold American History. It's basically. The I I like it because he kind of frames it as a counter argument. It's not like this is fact, but like this is another way of looking at a lot of things you think you know about American history. And it's pretty compelling. Like uh, it starts with World War II and goes on to modern day. And I'm kind of in like the Dwight D. Eisenhower 1950s range. It's, okay. it's interesting. Is it actually hosted by Oliver Stone? Yeah, he narrates it. Okay. Um, he's a Vietnam War veteran and historian and documentarian filmmaker. He makes a lot of movies. Yeah. I mean, he did like JFK and um, that Snowden movie that came out and some other stuff, I know. Yeah. Um, I would recommend it. I think it's good. It's not like, man, America's terrible and you're stupid. It's kind of like in the, the middle ground. Mm. It tries to be objective with it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's good. It's good information to know. Yeah, Pretty and it's neat. and it's well done. So, I just had that on the background sometimes. Nice. So that's what I've been doing, Holden. Anything else? I don't. Should we think take it home? That's. I think that's it. Next week we'll be doing Knives Out. Pretty Knives excited for out. this one. Maybe the Irishman. Maybe I think we have a gap week after that, so we either do Irishman then or Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood then. We'll yes. probably have two a week where we do two movies. Yeah, and we have The Mandalorian, of course, yeah. episode four. So one of these one of these next couple weeks will probably be a long episode. In other words, we have a ton of content for you, so stick around. Yeah, enjoy your Thanksgivings. Yeah, and we'll enjoy Knives Out. In America. It's apparently good. Oh yeah. American Thanksgiving. Yes. Enjoy it. You can Eat celebrate your turkey. It. You can celebrate it if you're not in America too. Yeah, and we we give you permission. Honorary Americans. Honorary Americans. Well, if you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um yeah, social media stuff is in the description below. Check it out. All our social media links. Yeah. Anything else? Five yeah. star reviews on iTunes. If you give us one, write a review. In the review, suggest a movie that you'd like us to review, and we'll put it. We'll do it during a gap week. We'll add it to a queue. Yeah, um, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm considering. I haven't proposed this to you yet, but I'm considering doing a week where we do one of those movies and, like, the feature movie, just because we haven't done one in a while. Yeah. And so we got we've got a couple well, of movies we also in the queue. January and February coming. Up. That's true. We'll have a lack of content there. Um, At least in January. Yeah. I think. But yeah, we'll get around to those. 
We promise. Wild Hogs is coming. Wild some, Hogs <laughs> is It coming. will happen. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Yeah. Adios, pantalones. Love you.